This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. Hey, what's going on, Wholesale Elite members? This is Max Maxwell, and I am here with a guest for a special podcast. This is a little bit different than we're used to, only because this is Kareem. Everybody, welcome Kareem to the podcast. Say what's up, Kareem. Hey, how you doing, guys? And uh, this is a little different because Kareem just closed his absolute first deal. And him and I jumped on a consultation call a few months ago, I think it was, and after he closed his first deal, he's like, listen, I closed my first deal. I need some guidance on what to do now that I actually have real money to, to run my business. What do I do next? And I said, you know what, Kareem, let's not jump on a phone call. Let's put this on a podcast because I feel like there's going to be more than just yourself in this current situation right now that now you've got money in your pocket. Now you've closed your first deal. You've understand how it goes. You've, you've got through some of the fears I think this conversation can benefit a lot of people, and that's why I decided to do it right here with you on the podcast. So, Kareem, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Wholesaling Houses Elite. Tell me about, you know, first, you know, let's 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 go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell me how you found out about wholesaling, and uh, and and how you decided you were going to do it. All right. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to bring me on. But um, I found out about wholesaling around late March of last year. Okay. Um, on Instagram from a guy named uh, Mark Witten. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was uh, going over wholesaling. So I was going through his videos and whatnot. He said, and he he was showing students coming out with large lump sums of money. I'm talking ten, twenty, thirty thousand. So I got it sparked my interest, and I wanted to know how could I do this myself. So. Mm-hmm. After that, I kept watching the videos. He presented a program that I joined. I joined the program. It was a small group. You know, they taught you all the basics of wholesaling, how to mark market, get the deal out of contract, the um the whole ARV formula and stuff like that. So I joined that and I put it into action. Um, it was pretty costly uh, at first. So as far as like your upfront training costs? Yeah, my upfront training costs was pretty costly. What'd you spend? Uh, about two grand. So about two grand. And how, how old are you? 23. So you're 23 yeah. and you find out about wholesaling through Instagram. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mark Witten. I haven't met Mark Witten. Um, I recently discovered him because he was on The Breakfast Club and I, and I, and I watched YouTube uh, quite a bit. So he was on there. I discovered who he was. Mark Witten, if you, if you watch this, follow me on Instagram and we'll talk and chop it up and we'll do some things together. But so that's cool. So you paid two grand for your, your training, which is good. So you made that step. You made that leap. Now, this might be a little personal. Were you working when you had this two grand? I was working. Where, where, where were you working at, if you don't mind me asking? I was working at a hospital. <laughs> okay. So you were making decent amount of money, I guess, for a 20-something-year-old, right? Yeah, it was decent. Gets the bills paid. You were making an average living. You you wanted to do better for yourself. You found out about wholesaling. It piqued your interest, and boom, you slapped down two grand. Two grand cash, or you put it on a credit card? It was a credit card. Listen, don't be ashamed, <laughs> because this is what everybody does. So you took the leap of faith. You take out this credit card, and you say, whoosh, right? Yeah. And, you, and you're like, oh, my God. How long ago was this? This was, uh, I joined the program May of last year. 
we're now in May of 2018. You're talking May of 2017, right? So you now just closed your first deal. I think last week you sent me a text message. Yes. And I looked at the text message and I was like, holy crap, <laughs> right? So that's cool. We're not going to talk about how much you made so far, but you, you learned about wholesaling and tell me the journey. I, I'm guessing you did this on and off over the last year. Yeah, I wasn't as consistent as I should have been. Mm -hmm. I started off doing direct mail and I saw how costly that was. So I kind of had to pull back from it and um, just regroup and see, you know, what's another method I could try. So I did, you know, driving for dollars. I don't really come across anything in my area, but I did get a, a reply back from a direct mail campaign that I did for a fire damage property I found. I had that under contract for a while, but I couldn't get it closed because I couldn't find a buyer to agree because everything, the whole house was burnt out. So did, the, did you, did you, did you pay too much for it? Did you put it on a contract for too much? I believe I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually the main reason why you can't find the buyers because you got it under price. You got it too expensive, right? Yes. Because, and what was it? What did you get it on a contract for? I was under contract for 20, for 20,000. Okay. The whole, everything just needed to be. It was a teardown. Yeah, basically. So maybe if you would have got it on a contract for 10, you could have made something work. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So it's just basically the, the deal. So you get a fire damage property under contract. You try to sell it. You can't sell it. You're discouraged now. Mm -hmm. What happens? You, you keep going or you give up? When I couldn't close that deal, I kind of took a break again for another few months. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, this is harder than I thought because I couldn't close that one and everything. I had it, I had a signed contract and everything. So I pulled back, I just kept working. Then um, I was like, let me go at it again and send another direct mail campaign. And I did that and I got two leads, but those, those fell through because the seller wanted an enormous amount of earnest money, which I couldn't provide at the time. Mm -hmm. And the other, the other situation was the same thing. So those are my like, you know, big situations where I just made me discourage it. And I wanted to like pull back for a little bit. So you, you send out direct mail again. Yeah. You you get two deals or two leads. You talk to them. You start negotiating. They want a bunch of earnest money and you're still working at the hospital and you can't do it. No. Yeah. You give up again or do you keep going? I took another break and then <laughs> <laughs> I took another break. Then and then I came across you on um YouTube. It was one of those videos on the size regarding, regarding wholesaling. So I clicked on it. I watched one of your videos. I think it was your Facebook ads um, video. So, and then I then came across that I could book a call with you. So I got my credit card out again. I was like, let me book a call with Max. And because I see you doing great things. I was like, maybe he could guide me on what to do and the proper stuff mm -hmm. to take from there on. So that's why. So we jump on a call. I can't remember. Did you book an hour or a half an hour? It was a half an hour. And for the record, guys, I don't do those calls anymore because they're just too time consuming. And I and I thought it was a good way to reach out to people, but it's it's just it's just singular. It's too one on one. But beside the point. So we we talk for a half an hour. You tell me you're in what market? What market are you in? I'm in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And you're you're telling me you're like I can't find deals out here. And I'm like you are absolutely crazy because I know people that are crushing it in Port St. Lucie. Yeah, I I, I only came across one other wholesaler here. I'm pretty sure there's more, but that's the only one I met um, at a real estate um, at a real meeting. So yeah. I don't really know too many wholesalers around here. 
I think the guy, one of the guys that run Wholesaling Inc. is in Port St. Lucie. And that's another good podcast to listen to. But so you you've came across, you got two leads out of this direct mail campaign, which you're probably still using your credit card at this point, right? Yes. And I'm guessing you're slowly paying it off with your paycheck as well, too. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you're discouraged and then you, you book a call with me. And what advice did you get from the call with me? The advice I got, you really told me, you know, really get to know your county and how it works and how it operates, when the taxes go, the foreclosures, learn that whole process. You put me on the call rail, skip tracing, which I had no clue about until I booked a call with you. So I took all of those and I, I put them I put them all together and it landed me to get my deal. So now let's let's tell me about your deal. Tell me about what type of marketing you did to find it. Okay, so for this deal, it's, it's crazy. Um, I did driving for dollars. And um, and and explain because a lot of people that watch this channel or listen to the podcast, they don't they're newbies. What is driving for dollars? Driving for dollars is when you get in your car, you know, you go into a random place in your neighborhood, you look for houses with high grass, probably like you know, damaged windows, falling apart. It's just un- unkept property. So you want to go get that address, bring that back, look it up on the property appraisal website, and see who owns it, and you know. Either you're going to send them a direct mail piece or a skip trace and cold call them. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So you found a property that had maybe high grass. What what triggered you on this property for you to be like, okay, this is a good one? Well, this property, it, it was in a neighborhood. The neighborhood was well kept, but it was just this one house. That, the grass was high, had no driveway, no walkway, and a piece of the glass in the front of the house was broken. So I parked my car. I went up to it. I seen it had code violations. And also was behind on taxes, you know, after I looked up the property information. So I was like, this is something, it could be the, e- either be a fixer flip or I could try to wholesale it. So I won't got it. wholesale inside. So how'd you get a hold of the owner? I got a hold of him. Oh man. First of all, the property's in his LLC. So I had to go to Sunbiz, look the property up, find the owner. Then I skipped trace them using white pages. A list of numbers came up. And I got in contact with him and I asked him, hey, are you interested in not selling your property? He said he is because he just didn't have enough time to finish it. So so, so hold on, Kareem. So b- before you, you get ahead, you said the property was in an LLC name. So what that is, the property was in a business name. Yes. And you can't skip trace businesses per sense the same way you can, can skip trace a human. Yeah. Right. So you went to your state's Secretary of State website, which in Florida is sunbiz. Well, sunbiz.com or something like that, or sun.biz, whatever. So you went to you went there, you looked up the LLC based on the tax records. You then see who's the registered owner or who is the member of the LLC. Then you find that person's name, and this is where you can actually start a traditional skip tracing, right? Yes. And since you're low on a budget, you said, heck, let me try white pages. Boom, this guy pops up because he's probably a business guy, right? Yeah. His information pops up. You give him a call. He says, hey, are you interested in selling? And then he spills his guts. What does he say to you? He said, yes, he's interested in selling. But the price he wanted, I thought it was a little high. He wanted 30000 which was a lot since every since I found out how much the code violations were and the taxes. I feel like it was a pretty high amount he wanted for it. So, Yeah. So that's, so that's interesting. So you call the guy, he wants 30,000. I think you then 
text me because this is after we get off. And you say, listen, I got a house. It's got all these problems. I said, listen, do some research and find out what he owes to the county, right? The code yeah. violations, the taxes, and you need to subtract that from like the actual, re- you need to add that to the repair costs, right? Yes. So you did that. And now at this point, you're negotiating with him. So you, he says he wants 30. What, what do you say to him? Well, I go back and I ask him, would you go, you know, lower than 30? He said no, because he was going based off the, the lot alone, because the property, the, the way the property was, it was a, just a shell with the um, steel beams because he didn't finish the inside of it. So I thought he'll let it go for lower, but he was stuck on that price. So I couldn't really, I couldn't really get him to negotiate lower than that. So essentially, this guy started a construction project, ran out of money or whatever the situation was, and only had basically studs up and no walls, and he wanted 30000 for the house. What did you find out the ARV might be for this property? I found out the ARV of the property would be all fixed up around one ninety to 200000 So around 200000 was the ARV, but it needed an entire house. Yes. <laughs> So you negotiate with this guy and what happens? So, all right. So this is the crazy part. So I actually, after the first negotiation, I, you know, I let it go because I feel like this is a lot of money. This is so a while ago because I remember you text me a while ago and we started talking about this and then you bring this back up. I'm like, how how this lead come back? So, yeah, this was back in March. So from March all the way up until the end of April, I left it alone. So I was cleaning up. I found his number again and I reached back out to him again. So. And I called him. I said, hey, are you still interested in selling? He said, yes. And I said, um, would you do between five to 10,000? He said, no, that's a little too low. He said, I'll do 12. So I said, let me call my partner and, you know, and I'll call you back in five to 10 minutes. So I called him back and he said, we agreed on 12. I drew up the contract and I sent it to him. And he took a few days to sign it. That's the part that caused a delay. But after that, I sent it out to my buyer's list, and with like 10 minutes, I had somebody contact me and said they're interested. So you negotiate the house. You you let the house, you let the deal sit. You yeah. find his number while you're cleaning up your room. Yeah. You, you call him back. You negotiate it. You get it on the contract for $12,000. Yes. Now, where did you get your buyer's list from? I got my buyer's list literally from, like, people on Facebook, they would put, you know, any buyers in South Florida. So I just took all their emails. I put it in a MailChimp and I created an ad and I just blasted out to like the 60 buyers I had. So you have no relationship with these people. You no. find their fa- <laughs> you find their emails online, you blast it out and you get somebody in 10 minutes giving you a call. 10 minutes. So you now all right, so now this is the first time. You're on the end with a buyer. What do you say to him? I tell him I have this um this great property. It just needs to be um finished, fixed up. It has back taxes, code violations. You know, he just told me, tell me everything about the property and I'm going to go to my partner in the morning. So I give him all of that. Then the following morning, I text him again. He said, I said, hey, did you talk to your partner? He said, yes. So she agreed to it. So after that, um, I spoke to his partner. I told him everything, but I left out one more thing. The property was going to auction the following Monday. <laughs> and so, I remember you called me on this and you said, should I tell them? I said, you have to tell them. Tell them everything. <laughs> So I told them that because they was wondering, why do you want such a quick closing? So I was just like, you know what? Let me just be honest, transparent with my buyers to, to do good business. So I told them that and they literally put everything they was doing on pause and, you know, to get the deal closed. Another thing is I didn't have my own title company at the time. I went with theirs, which I know is, you know, you want to control the deal. But mm-hmm. 
they said, you know, send the contracts over. I'll send it to my attorney. And they literally got title open within 24 hours, got the lien search. And literally, this happened on a Wednesday and the deal closed on a Friday. Boom. So that, that's amazing, man. Luckily, you were dealing with some honest buyers because they gave you, uh, gave you everything. Now, now, this is the big thing. Tell me what your wholesale check was. No, before you even do that, what do you, how do you present this to, how do you present this actual deal to your, to your buyers? Now you sent out the email. What do you tell them you're selling it for? Actually, I, I really winged the whole thing. I put it out there for $50,000. Okay. And they negotiated you down to what? 45. And so they, and this, at this point, you got to get an assignment signed, right? Yes. So they, at this point, know you're going to make how much money? Uh, a little over $19,000. Almost twenty grand, And they're okay with that? Yes. They, were, they didn't complain. Nothing at all. Boom. So congratulations, by the way. Your first deal, you did $20,000. How surreal was it? Because the text message, which I still have from you today, <laughs> he sends me a text message. And I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's a wire. And it's $19,418.76. And he says, Max... Uh, I closed on a deal. I want to say thank you for all your advice and your motivation for keeping me going. But now that I have money, what the hell do I do? (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we're jumping on this podcast. I wanted to give everybody the backstory. And now let's move forward to what you have lined up next and what you plan on doing. And you got some questions for me and I'm going to ask them as answer them as best as I can um, moving forward. So now you've got 19 grand in the bank. I'm hoping you paid some of your credit card back, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. First did. So what I would recommend for an amount that you should put aside and not touch is around 35% of that. And that's just for your marketing. Okay. All right. All right. And if you could do more, then great. It just depends. You want to live as frugal as possible. Eat, eat ramen, ramen and noodles until you get your next couple of deals, right? Yes. So now you've got some money in the bank. Your credit card's open again. What do you think is the best way for you to generate leads now? What is your plans? I definitely do more driving for dollars. That's what I've mm-hmm. been doing ever since. Cold calling definitely is a, definitely effective. I just I really need to get more leads because that's my that's my biggest downfall right now. So let's now now this is I pretend nobody's listening because this is just me and you and th- and that's how I want to do it because I want to give you advice here. Let's reverse engineer your first deal, okay? What list would they have showed up on? Definitely tax delinquent and code violations. Okay. All right. So tax delinquent and code violations. And you made 20000 right? Yes. So guess what list you should probably be looking for again? Tax delinquent and code violations. Right? Yes. So w- what we do is this thing called stacking list, right? Essentially, we go to the county and we ask for all tax delinquent. Have you had a good... I know you learned about it. Were you able to find that list? Yes, I did find it. It's just um, the properties is, is slim. There's more vacant lots around here. So I really okay. have to, like scrub the whole list. But Vacant lots are good too, though. Vacant lots are good too, especially in South Florida. Okay, so now have you reached out and tried to get a code violation list? It's online. So they told me the, the officer pointed me online. So I lean search, look it up, and I got a list of those too. So Okay. So what we do is I use this software called Property List Manager, which I'm going to put a link in this video below and in the show notes for this podcast. And basically what you want to do is you load your list, 
right? You put all of your tax delinquent list in one list. You put all your code violation lists in one list and any other list you have. And what it will do is show you how many times a property shows up on a list. So for example, it might say, you know, one, two, three main street and the number four, and you click on it, it's going to show you what four list it showed up on. You think that's a good person to call because they're on three or four of your lists? Definitely. Definitely they are. So list list manager, I believe, is a hundred bucks a month, but it's totally worth it. And another thing that's cool about it, that every sixth day of the month, it checks against the properties you have in there and the USP vacant USPS vacant list, and it shows you all of the properties that are actually vacant as well. So that that's a hundred dollars. So you want to do that. Let me see here. What others? So you definitely want to do that reverse engineering and that. And then I would just deep dive that and find out the most you can on that. Have you started looking into probates, Eddie? I have looked into probates. Um, they said that was online as well. I actually purchased it, but it's all jumbled up because it'll show the decedent, but it won't show like the the PR or whatnot. Like it just it just scattered all over the place. You you watch those videos I sent you on it, right? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, perfect. So just keep deep diving those things. Have you developed, have you got like a, a system on how you handle your leads yet? I don't have a CRM. I still use a yellow pad and pen and just keep okay. it and everything. You might want to move it over to Excel. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't say right now, just jump into a CRM just because you got the money in the bank. I would say just move it over to an Excel and then do the follow-up mentally, you know, set calendar notes and stuff like that and calendar reflector dates in your calendar to follow up with this person on set date that you said. I would really reverse engineer the actual, the tax list and all that stuff like that and and jump on that. Now, I'm going to get you on back on cold calling, how we were doing before. Were you ever on the cold calling system I told you about? Yes, I'm on there. I just need to, I need to put more minutes. Okay. So we need to get back on that. We, we need to get a, a big list, right? So we can get all of the absentee all of the, uh, everything you basically have. And then we're going to put that list in there and we're going to do the calls. Okay. We're going to make the calls go, you know, automatic and you're going to filter it back. You do have call rail, right? I have Google voice. I don't have call rail yet. Get the call rail guy, get it because you're going to need it. It's so much better. It's $30 a month and, and it, and it's 10 numbers. Okay. So that's one thing I want you to splurge on is get rid of the Google voice number or keep it if you've got advertising out there. And then we're going to use the call rail numbers because it's much more, uh, you can do a lot more with it, a lot more with it. And if you're going to be using that that cold calling program, you're going to want to actually have a call rail account so you can track what's doing. Because we want to call in your market, we want to call about five or 6,000 numbers a week. Okay, that'll keep your phones ringing. That'll keep the call volume up. That'll give you enough leads to filter through. And then once you say, okay, I've got too much calls, then I'm going to hook you up with a CRM that can manage all the calls as they come in, and you can track your 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 uh, your leads so you don't have any lead falls through. But everything I'm talking about is very minute. I want to put you on something that's going to be around five six hundred dollars a month budget to keep you going. All right, so we want to. We want to have that five to six hundred dollar month budget, and then every now and then the budget can fluctuate to about a grand or so, just on some new stuff. But 
the upfront you're going to you're going to spend you're going to spend about a grand upfront and that grant is probably going to be for some good data from list source data zap yeah data zap stuff like that and then and then we'll move forward but i think you're going to initially spend a grand up front have a 5 or 600 dollar a month budget and i guarantee you i can create enough call flow for you to to generate at least one deal a month right and that's that's where you're at right now because how much were you making yearly before if you don't just just put it out there i around 16 to 17000 Okay. So you made your entire, even though it took you a year to get this check, right? You made the, the effort you put in this. How much time and effort do you say you put into this deal in hours? Probably four. So before before your lunch break, you made 20000 Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want you to be responsible with this money, though. Don't change anything. Don't go out and buy anything lavish. I want you to keep what you're doing. Go set up your business bank account. Make sure your LLC is 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 in place. Uh, for your next deal, which you can do that right on sunbiz.com. That's easy, right? Uh, you just want some protection for yourself and you want to be able to start getting tax write-offs as a business, but that's much deeper. So I, I think you're on the right path, man. I think I think you've, you're have you're in a situation where you can grow this. You now have the capital. You have a year's worth of salary right there. And I think you'll be able to do this business at, like I said, you're going to spend about $1,000 up front, getting some good information and leads. And then you're going to you're gonna turn around and you're going to run this through a phone system. You're going to get some leads and you're going to start making calls. Is there any questions like you've got that's burning you? I know, I know I've put you off for a couple of days, but start rattling some questions if you have them. Definitely the, the cold realty. I know I, had, I messaged you about it. Um, I watched some of their videos, but I'm still kind of like confused on like how to use the program per se. Yeah, so let me let me tell you about cold realty and how we use it. Because you know, I have two methods in my business. We have a wide method and a deep method. The wide method is basically where we cold call as many people as we can. They necessarily don't have to be on a list, or they can just be you know fifty five and older. With equity is just a random call. Um, absentee owner is just a random call. I call that the wide. What cold realty resource the the uh, the if you're in the Wholesaling Houses Elite Facebook group, I got it where you can get it for like a thousand bucks, I think it is, versus the whole the fifteen hundred dollars. And what that is is you pay the nine ninety nine for the entire year, and you, that gives you the entire state of Florida. And let's just say you you know a neighborhood is a hot neighborhood right now, right? As far as and then you just circle that entire neighborhood, or you put in a radius, and it pulls back the owner's numbers. And it pulls back their emails if available, right? And you can do what you want to do with that information. You're going to get the cell phone numbers, the house numbers. You can cold call them. But like I said, these people are not necessarily motivated. You're just targeting them because of they live in this area. You're also going to get the emails. You can start an email campaign with that. But it allows you to get leads from and, and leads in a sense that you're able to pinpoint an entire neighborhood, a zip code, whatever, and get these numbers and then put them in your call system and then call call everybody right and then from that point if you're if your messaging is correct and you reach somebody at the right time and these stars align you might find somebody that's on a code violation list or a tax delinquent list that you wouldn't have found otherwise just from a random phone call so that's kind of the wide method right um, should you jump on that right right now i would say hold off just a little bit right 
hold off just a moment on that tool. And I'll tell you probably when it's when it's the right time to get that. And that that is up as well. Is that considered a, a wide method as well? Yeah. So what we pull from Data Zap is we get the 55 plus with at least 50% equity in the property, right? So it's going to be a lot of people down in Florida, especially in your uh, Port St. Lucie market. What you're going to do is you're basically going to pull that data. Um, you're going to tell it to give me 55 plus certain price range of houses, right? Because you don't want to be pulling million dollar houses. Just say medium price, go 200, 200 and below between 50,000 and 200,000, 55 plus uh, with equity in the property, at least 50%. What that's going to do is going to cost you three cents a record, and it's actually going to pull back a phone number with that as well. Now, here's the reality. You can get 5,000 numbers, you can call 5,000 people, and you can get not one deal because essentially you just calling people that own a house that have that are older, which, which means they should be downsizing or they've paid off the property a little bit more, and they got equity in it. So you're not necessarily shooting for a pain point. I really want you to focus on the taxes and the code list and then start learning more about probate so you can actually do that because you know what they say about Florida, you're in God's waiting room. So it's got to be a probate haven down there. Yes, definitely. I'm trying to get more information like that daily. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my next target list right there, probate. Yeah, go back and watch those videos again about probate so you can learn some more lingo and um, all that stuff like that. Um, another thing is, um, I have seen you seen on your last video, um, like regarding marketing, like how much, like now that I have something, would you advise me to spend monthly just like, you know, on a, a yeah. Do you see, do you see bandit signs in your area? Not really. It's rare, rare. Is it, is it because they're highly illegal and they get taken down or is it just people don't do it? People don't really do it. And I have, I have put some up before and they, all of them were gone by the time I wanted to pick them back up. So, so when did you put them out? Um, I have put bandit signs out probably like mm, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do it weekly, but I have put them out, you know, a good, like 25 and like, you know, busy areas. And I went back and all of them were just, all of them were taken up. And then did you go back? So you did, what day of the week did you put them out? I put them out on Thursday night to like to Sunday. And like probably I probably got by like three or four. That's about it. But the rest of them, I, they were gone. OK, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to take. Did we ever do a reverse search on the hottest zip codes in the uh, in that actual did we ever do to see what the hottest zip codes are in Port St. Lucie market? Yes. Uh, using list source. Yeah, I did it myself. Yeah. Okay. And did you put the the the, uh, the signs in that area? Yes, I did. I put them in okay. there. Okay. So you put those in those exact zip codes? Yes. What I would say is if you've got the tolerance, go buy on dirt cheap signs, go buy about 200 signs. Okay. Okay. And- you want to make it a point to say, listen, I'm going to put out 30 signs every weekend. So from Friday until they go down, you're going to, t- you're going to put them out. Don't worry about going to pick them back up. You're going to put a call rail number on there. Okay. Don't use your Google voice, a call rail number, put a call rail number because they can't track you. Put that down on there and use that number only for the bandit signs. That way you can track how good and how many calls you're getting for your marketing. But you only want to put it in those top three zip codes. Okay, so whatever those top three things that show the most cash sales, that's where you want to put them at because you're basically going shopping at that point. 
So that's what I, I would recommend. You're going to do tax delinquent sales, okay? And then you're going to you're going to look for the tax delinquent list, the 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 code violation list. You're going to learn more about probate, and then you're going to drop some bandit signs around 20 to 30 every week religiously. Every Friday, 2 a.m., put the signs out. 2 a.m., okay. Got right? Go, go late at night. That way it gives you the longest time that most city workers won't be there. Be, be careful where you put them. Put them in high traffic areas, in and out of Lowe's, Home Depot, the most busiest street in those zip codes. Put them there. Do them late at night so you can stop wherever you want in the middle of the road. Put them out and, and take them back up. And don't worry about taking them back up. It's just the cost of doing business. All right. I'll definitely follow, follow that then. So what else you got? My, I just, um, just keeping like staying the mindset, like keeping focused and like, you know, what else should, what other podcasts and stuff that you could recommend just to keep my mindset and the momentum going? Cause I got this first one and I want to get the second one as, you know, quick as possible. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you should want to get it as quick as possible. And the only thing that's going to get it quick as possible is you take the time, you take a day or two. You, you plan out what you're going to do, which we talked about, okay? And then you're going to execute it and you're going to stay with it for a few months and you're going to stay consistent. So if you're going to do a certain type of marketing where you're going to go get the tax list, do it every time, the same time. Put out your bandit signs the same at every time. You want to continue to grow your buyer's list, okay? And because when, did you buy the list when you reverse engineered the hottest sales? No, I didn't buy the list. Okay. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to gear that up for you. You're going to buy the list and that's going to show you your cash buyers in the area. Okay. You're going to have their name and then you're going to skip trace them. And then you're going to put those people on your email list and your text blast list, right? Because another way to get properties out there fast is text blast. Okay. All right. And I'll, sh- and I'll, show, you, I'll show you about that as well too. All right. Man, I, I think you're in a, you're in a good position. I think you want to keep listening to podcasts, keep keep active in the Facebook group, keep listening to YouTube. Have you jumped on what, what's this podcast name? Um, Wholesaling Houses, Wholesaling Inc. Was that with Tom Kroll? I, I have to um, subscribe to them. I haven't subscribed. Yeah, that's that that that's with Tom Kroll. So I think that's a good one. Just just every morning you wake up, do the same thing, get into a routine. And I promise you, your deal is going to come. Definitely. I'll definitely do it. Yes. So, uh, you know, here is here. And, and, the reason, and this is cool because I wanted to do this podcast. And this is like a real life Q&A questions, just one on one with me and Kareem. And, and, and I just wanted to thank Kareem for coming on. Thank everybody out there for listening, because this is where a lot of people are. He's, he's been working for a year. He's got his first deal. He's got $20,000 in the bank now. Now he wants to deploy that money very uh, strategically and smart. And, and it's, I'm glad he's he's reaching out to the right people to do it. And I hope it's just not me. He's calling some other people as well. But you're on the right path, man. You've, you've done what a lot of people wish they can do. You made your entire year's salary in four hours uh, worth of work. And congratulations to you. This is just proof and testament that anybody, right? Anybody can do wholesaling. Kareem did it. I did it. You've seen other people on my podcast. They do it. It's true out there. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Kareem can show you that. It took him a year. Oh, yeah. Took him a year. But he's here now. Kareem, do you have an Instagram or anything like that? Yes, I have an Instagram. My Instagram is uh, KDNY95. KDNY95. All right, guys. 
and girls, everybody, I really appreciate you coming and uh, watching this podcast, listening to this podcast. If you're on iTunes and Spotify, um, I will see you again next next week. And uh, congratulations to Kareem. Go follow him and make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button. I would want to say, listen, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please take the time to uh, rate this podcast. Leave a comment. It really helps us rank higher. And I would really appreciate that. And uh, you know what? I'll pick a random person that leaves a rating, and we'll jump on a uh, we'll jump on a free call, and we'll we'll talk about some of your problems. But Kareem, once again, congratulations! Keep kicking. You know what? And taking names. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Wholesaling houses, elite member. I will see you very shortly. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.